0: god hallelujah well i'm already happy i came i hope you are but we're gonna we're gonna give you the word for sure so go ahead you happy people happy blessed fortunate to be envied people take a seat (laughs) we're gonna look into the word of god about how to have a happy new year we already got a good start on it right now (laughs) you know on new year's eve People all around the world celebrate New Year's Eve. And I, there are lots of people that are out there, you know, I'm not criticizing, but there are a lot of people that are getting drunk and getting full of the wrong kind of spirit just so they can forget the pain of the past and, and think, well, if I get numb enough on alcohol, maybe I can look forward to a new year and be able to say Happy New Year if I'm all drugged up or all alcoholed up. But you know what? For us, The people of God, we have the true reason to say happy new year because we know what our God's going to do for us. Amen. Let's start by looking over at Psalms 144 verse 15 in the Amplified. We've already been referring to it and quoting it, but I want to read it to you tonight. Psalms 145, 15 in the Amplified says, Happy and blessed are the people who are in such a case. Now, it didn't say the people who are a case. You're not supposed to be a case, but you're supposed to be in a case. And what is that case? A state of being happy, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and envied are the people whose God is The Lord. Ha! Am I talking to the right group tonight? Is anybody in here? Is God your Lord? Anybody in here will join with me and say, Jesus is Lord. Because I know him, I'm happy. We're blessed above all other peoples of the earth people all over the earth are going to face tragedy and difficulty. And of course we have too, but the difference is we know our God. And no matter what comes our way, we can be happy because our trust is in him. Did you know that just being flat out, right, happy is tangible? It's contagious. There's so many sad, sorrowful people in the world. If you'll just walk around with a smile on your face because you got inside information, inside the Bible, you got inside information that everything is going to be all right. I'm telling you, just being happy makes you stand out in the world. Last week, I was at Rayleigh's grocery store, minding my own business, had a cart full of groceries. It was obvious to me that I didn't work there. I push in a cart. This little elderly Indian man. I mean, there were people everywhere. I was there on a busy day out of all the people there. There were actually even people that worked at the store right on the same aisle with me. He didn't go up to any of them. He walked right up to me and he said, help me, please. And I'm like, help you please. And then he's like, will you please help me? And then he's in very broken English, trying to tell me he needed soup starter. So I said, okay, we go over several aisles away. I just felt led to help this sweet little man go over to the soup aisle. And I start, do you want beef broth? Do you want chicken broth? Do you want vegetable broth? I don't know. I know not. I know not. He's saying. And then I'm bringing out cans here and a can here. Does this look like what you're looking for? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we went through all these things. People are looking at me like, what? What's going on here? I'm taking things off of this show. And, I, and then he's, he's getting more confused. And then I said, sir, does your wife speak English? Little bit. So I said, do you know your number? I take out my cell phone. He <laughs> dials her number. <laughs> And he says something to her in his native language, which I didn't understand. And the last part I heard him say, talk to nice lady. So he hands the phone to me, my phone back to me. I try to communicate with her and we figured out what it was. And she was just so thrilled. Thank you, nice lady. And then he looks at me and he said, you make my day happy. (laughs) You know, in every language of the world, we understand if the husband is sent to the store to get something and he comes home with the wrong item, not a happy day in the home. So he says to me, You make my day happy. So I didn't know how to talk to him very much, but I have his home phone number and my cell phone. So I'm just believing, you know, maybe I'm gonna connect with that little guy again. But it was just, I came home all the way home. I just kind of laughing to myself. Wow, you know, I'm going down the aisle and on the inside of me, I'm praising the Lord. I have a smile on my face. It attracts people yes. to you. They they just kinda like there's something different about them. I he came to me other than Jesus on the inside of me knew that I would help him. What is happiness anyway? This is, I like these definitions of the word happy. This is God's definition of happy favored by circumstances, fortunate. I like how it says that not just favored, but favored by Circumstances that means that God has his appointment book out. And he's lining up divine connections for you. And even a circumstance that you think this is terrible, there's no way anything good can come out of this. If you'll put your trust and your confidence in the Lord, he will even favor your circumstances. And he'll turn things around for you. Hallelujah. And you will go away from that happy. Favored of the Lord, favored by circumstances. We are one happy people because we expect God to do good things in our life. Some of you may remember years ago, Brother Old Roberts coined a phrase, something good is going to happen to you. I was just a kid when he began to say that. And I'll never forget it. I heard people say it, that I was around. Some religious people were getting all mad about that. I can't believe he's on national television telling people that something good It's going to happen to them. How dare he get people's hopes up? Folks, our God is a good God. What do you want him to say? If come to Jesus and terrible things are going to happen to you, God's going to do something really bad to do. No, the message of the gospel is good news. Something good is going to happen to me because I'm serving the Lord. That ought to be our attitude. Every day, get out of the bed and say, this is the day that the Lord hath made and I am blessed. I am highly favored of the Lord. I, my steps are ordered of him and something good is going to happen to me Today And the good that happens to you, he might use you to be a blessing. There's no greater blessing than to be a blessing. It's not all about us. It's about what we can do to show the light and the love of Jesus to those around us. Amen. Now, if we are depending on our own ability to have a good life, to have a happy new year, Then we are definitely in trouble, but our hope, our faith, our trust, and our confidence is not in us and in what we can do. How many of you have ever heard of Corey Ten Boom? She was a, a was it Dutch woman, Dutch, I believe, and she was hiding Jews during World War II, her and her family, and ended up in a concentration camp, but came out with an awesome testimony. But one of the things that she said is this. When I try, I fail. When I trust, I succeed. When I try in my own strength. Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever tried that on for side? I do it all by myself. I can take care of this all by myself. I know how to do this. I know what I should say there. When I try, I fail. But when I trust, in him to lead me, to guide me. I succeed. I love that. It's not about what we can do. We all need his help, but I'm happy to report. We have it. God is in me. God is with me. God is for me. So I declare I am one happy person. My hope is in him. And when our hope is in him, we won't be disappointed. I found this scripture yesterday. And you know how the word just continually speaks to you. It's in Psalm 71 5. We'll look at it out of the New King James. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures in the book of Psalms tonight. But this just spoke to me. For you are my hope, O Lord. You are my trust from my youth. And as I read that, you are my trust from my youth. Begin to think about it. I've been born again for over 50 years been filled with the Holy Ghost for 47 years. I know, I was like three when all this happened. But, you know... (laughs) As I began to think about it, you are my trust from my youth. It is important, parents, if you've got little ones, to instill in them how much God loves them, how much God cares for them, that God is Always with them, that God will never leave them, that God is the source of their life, one of the first verses I remember learning other than John three sixteen is that my God will supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It was instilled in me that God was there to meet every single one of our needs. It It was embreded on the inside of me that he was watching over me, that he would protect me, that he was my healer, that he hears, that he answers prayers from my youth. That's why that spoke to you. Me. You are my trust from my youth. You are my hope. Oh, Lord God. Of course there's things that have happened in my life. There were things that happened in my younger years that I did not understand. When I was 21 years old, my godly mother died. I did not understand that. But there was something on the inside of me because I had had my trust in the Lord oh, yeah. from the time of being a little child yeah. that I knew that I can't run from God. I can't question God. I can't angry with God. I don't understand this, but Lord, I trust you with all of my heart. When disappointment comes, I'm not going to get bitter at you God. Instead, I'm going to run unto my high tower. I'm going to run to that place of refuge. I'm going to run into those loving arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember many nights after my mom died, I would be laying in bed and all that old hymn. That's why it means so much to me. Leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms, safe and secure from all that harms. When when I wanted to wrap my arms around my mother and couldn't, I could sense that God's arms were wrapped around me, leaning on those everlasting arms. That's why I can say with the psalmist of old, I have trusted in you from my youth and you have never disappointed me. You have never failed me. God, I trust in you. And I can also say with the psalmist, David, I have never seen. The righteous forsaken. Nor his seed out begging for bread. There's been times back in the earlier years. For sure we had to believe God for milk. For our little baby. But God met the need. He's never forsaken us. He's never failed us. I have a good report on God tonight. He can be trusted. Hope. Thou in God, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. He won't fail you. Sometimes when we use the word hope, people are like, oh, but that's not faith. We got to be in faith. There is a difference between what the world calls hope, wishful thinking, and how the Bible defines hope. Hebrews 6, 19 calls hope an anchor for our soul. Let's look at this. This hope we have as an anchor of my soul. Be sure and steadfast and which enters the presence behind the veil. What is an anchor? An anchor is something that holds an object firmly in place. There can be a ship out in a a dock and if it's anchored well, a storm can come, but it is held steady in place. Hope Anchors Your soul Your mind Your will Your emotions When your emotions want to go crazy And say Look at this happening over here Don't you hear that howling wind over there Don't you see The turbulent storm All around you When your emotions are being drawn To what's going on Out here Godly hope will anchor your soul. It will keep you steady. It will keep you firm. It will keep you on course. Don't let all the hot air that's being blown out by some politicians and people, don't let a talking head on television set the course for your life. Be anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let hope anchor your soul. We have a bright future. Listen to in that passage we just read there. The Greek definition of the word hope to be intensely expectant. To be confidently looking forward to something you fully expect to happen. Are you expecting good things? Are you really expecting a happy new year in 2013? Are you looking forward to God showing himself strong on your behalf? It's scriptural to expect good things from our good God. James 1.17 tells us this. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, from our Father in heaven. And it comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. What comes down? Good and perfect gifts from who? Our father of light. Your father is not dark Vader. Your father is a father of light. Hallelujah. And I like how it says there. No variance. No turning. He never changes. He never wakes up. In a bad mood. Your father never looks down from heaven and say, you know, they are so ticking me off today. (laughs) He never looks down from heaven and and to your face when you're praying saying, okay, yeah, yeah, you're a good kid. I'll take care of that. Mm -hmm. And then after your prayers overturns to the angels and said, blah, 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 I just don't know what I'm going to do with them. He never gossips behind our back. He never has any bad report to say about us. And I love this about my father. No variation, no shadow of turning. He cannot change. He's God and he will always be God. He is not a man that he should lie. He doesn't need any self-improvement classes. He doesn't need a personality profile. He's God. There's nothing in him, not one little minute thing in him that needs to be different, that needs to change. He's steady. He's always the same. That's why he's the anchor for our soul. Hallelujah. You can trust him. He won't promise to meet your needs one day and then the next day say, oh, well, you know, really. I was just kidding. No. His word is sure. His promises are to give us freely all things to enjoy. There's a verse that backs that up. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. Look at this one in the Amplified. Hallelujah. You still got your happy face on? Oh, I get happy when I think about the goodness of my God when I think about his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy spirit who is from God given to us that we might realize. Well, I want you to notice these words. We might realize, comprehend, and appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. How many in here tonight are born again? Yes. Jesus is your Lord. You've asked him into your heart and you know beyond a shadow of doubt you are born again. When you're born again, you receive all that heaven has to offer. We receive It's been given to us what he has provided. But the problem is with us grasping and laying hold of all of these realities of who we are in him and what he has done for us and really who he is. Most people don't really understand who God is. But we need, how does that happen? That we begin to realize and comprehend these things that have been freely given to us. Well, I think most of us know we have to renew our mind to what he has said. We have to begin to think like he thinks, talk like he talks, act Like he acts, we have to open up the scriptures like it tells us in the book of James and look into the mirror of the word of God and see who we are in him. And when that begins to happen, we realize and we comprehend and we begin to appreciate the things he has freely given to us. Now, I like this one phrase there. All of it I like. and Appreciate the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly, lavishly bestowed upon us. What's the word lavish mean to you? Well, it means marked or produced with extravagance. How many of you have ever gone and gotten popcorn? And you're like do you want butter? Are you kidding me? Of course I want butter. They put a little dot on there. Uh, I said I want butter. Most of us, if we're going to go and eat popcorn, we want to lavish. We want an extravagant amount of butter on our popcorn. How about a baked potato with no butter? Just ain't right. You got to lavish butter on that baked potato for it to taste yummy, right? So we understand what it means to lavish. Many of you have children or you have grandchildren. Of course, if you come in here very long, you know that we have one of the most beautiful, outstanding granddaughters in the face of this earth, Olivia. And every time we go down there or they come up here, I've got goodies waiting for Olivia. I make her her favorite cookies. Now I go buy her some little toys. I buy her clothes and pastor will say, how long are you going to do this? Every time she comes, are you going to buy her something new? And I kind of look at him like, duh, of course. (laughs) I waited a long time to get a girl, and I am going to lavish her. I take after my father God. He said he has freely and lavishly bestowed upon us good things. Now Our Father is not wasteful, but He is extravagant when it comes to His kids. He, wa- he goes to the extremes when it comes to His children. You know what He did? He extremely saved you. He extremely healed you. He extremely blessed you. Hallelujah. He has extremely and highly favored you. And guess? What else? He has extremely crowned you with goodness. Hallelujah. And we want to look at that verse tonight. This is God's forecast for 2013. Psalms 65, I believe we have this translation, God's word translation. I want to look at these passages in that. You crown the year with goodness and richness overflows wherever you go notice with me that verse does not say you crown the year with goodness unless the economy is bad unless the politicians push us off of a cliff which we're not participating in I'm not going off of any cliff how about you It says, you crown the year with your goodness and richness overflows wherever you go. We are blessed wherever we go and whatever we do, whatever my hand touches, prospers. Hallelujah. I am blessed to be a blessing. Amen. He's crowning my life. He's crowning my year with goodness. Now, yesterday, I usually stop at that verse, but I looked on down at verse 12. This is awesome, too. The pastures in the desert overflow with richness. The hills are surrounded with joy. The pastures, the next verse, the pastures are covered with flocks. The valleys are carpeted with grain. All of them shout triumphantly. Indeed they sing. Hallelujah. As I was looking at that, even if you find yourself in a valley, you might experience difficulty. But guess what? It said here about the valley. The valleys are carpeted with grain. All of them shout triumphantly. I have in my spirit that God is so crowning this year with his goodness that even if you find yourself in a valley experience, you keep on trusting God. You keep on sowing those seeds of prayer. So those seeds of love and you know what's going to happen even if you are in a difficult situation and you weeping in prayer before God. Those tears are going to water those seeds. And even that valley, it said, is going to be carpeted with grain. That tells me even in valley, there's going to be a mighty harvest that comes out. This verse is telling us you're blessed wherever you go, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, you declare it. I am blessed of the Lord. He's crowned in my year with goodness that reminds me of deuteronomy chapter 28 we're blessed in the city we're blessed in the field we're blessed in the country we're blessed coming in we're blessed going out we're the head and not the tail our kids are blessed our crops are blessed our storehouses are blessed you know what? We're just one blessed people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! It is harvest time. I believe that he's crowning this year with goodness. Now that phrase crowns the year with goodness. Crowns the year with goodness the word crown mean? Well, we all think different things when you hear crown. You hear think of a queen putting on a crown or if you're as old as Pastor and I are, you might think of that margarine commercial where that guy took a bite bite of margarine. Tastes so good makes me feel like a king. No, we're not talking about that kind of a crown. (laughs) Crown. Listen to this. Bestowing <clears throat> of a reward or honor. Makes sense. But I really like this one crown. The position or title of a champion. Amen. The position or title Amen. of a champion. You and I are champions. Amen. And he's crowning our year with goodness. Now I know we got some young people in here, but way back, way, 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 way back before there were electronic games and video games, we actually played board games. I know that could sound boring, but they were board games. And there was this ancient game called checkers. Anybody in here remember that? Yeah. Before it was all electronics? <laughs> checkers. Now, if you're going to play checkers, everybody gets so many checkers. And if you just don't really care that much about the game and you're not a real strategist, you'll wait until you can jump one checker and go, Woo-hoo, I got one checker, but... If you really have your eye on the prize and you really want to win, you set yourself up and you wait till you got it set up and you start at your end and you go doop do 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 get all the way to the opponent's side and what do you say? Didn't anybody now I know everybody and I'm not the only one there play checkers. What do you say? Crown me. Well, I said crown me. Crown me. (laughs) Well, either way, I'm preaching. We're saying crown, okay? It's my sermon, my story. If you said king, that must have been a West Coast thing. We said crown. (laughs) Don't mess up my story. If you wanted to be crowned, you had to have a strategy. You had to think about it. You had to wait for that opportunity. You had to set it up. Did you know that God is setting us up? He is setting you up to be crowned this year. Amen. Don't be satisfied. There are some people playing checkers and they're just thrilled if they can jump one little guy. Don't be satisfied with one little breakthrough. Don't be. We don't minimize any breakthroughs. They're awesome. But don't be satisfied with, whoa. I got one victory. Now I'm done playing. No. God is setting us up. To crown us this year. Woo! He's got some divine appointments. It's a sombre, la dombro, que la da sombre, que la da batresita. And don't limit me in your thinking. Don't look at the seta, the situations in your life. And say, oh, this is even too difficult for God. I'm not going to expect, I'm not even going to ask him to give me victory here. I'll just ask him to help me make it through. No, you're limiting me, says the Lord. I will set you up to not just get one answer to a prayer, but I will set you up to reign in life as a king. As a champion. That was one of the definitions of crown. An honor bestowed upon a champion. Jesus has already made us all his champions. We are kings and we are priests unto our God. He's got wonderful things in store for us. The biggest block. Aid the biggest hindrance to us walking in the divine plans of the Lord is right here. Being a blockhead (laughs) will block you from stepping in to his divine favor. Keep you from allowing him to crown your year with goodness. Crown us, O Lord, with Your goodness. What's our part? We have to position ourselves through meditating in the word, speaking what he says about us, acting like who we are. We are not slaves. We are not the lone man on the totem pole. Kings and priests. He has made us to be. He has raised us up together and made us sit together with him in heavenly places. Take your position. You are in position to reign in life. You are in position to have your year crowned. With goodness. It's not up to God. He's already got the big checkerboard laid out. It's up to us to wait upon Him, to meditate in His Word, to spend time praying in the Spirit, to get our abreso to our spirit in tune, that the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened, that we may hear what He is saying to us. Hear and obey. Even if you're playing checkers and you just start, oh, I'm just going to jump this one. And you don't pay any attention. Pretty soon, your opponent can wipe you out. And you can be the one running all over the checkerboard. But if we will position ourselves to hear what he is saying to us. Hallelujah. We won't be on the defense. We'll be the one. On the offense. You know another good thing about playing checkers. Just comes to me. When you jump your opponent. You take them out. They're gone. When you jump that guy. He's out of there. God wants to position you. Hallelujah. For victory. In every single area. Of our life. How does that happen? We need to declare some things. We've quoted it, Psalms 23, Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. That's a good confession. Get up saying that. My steps are ordered of the Lord. I am delighting in you today, and you are directing me. My past, those divine connections, those glorious appointments are coming my way because my good God loves me and he is crowning my life. And this year with his goodness, Hallelujah! hallelujah, glory to God. Let's all stand Let's give the Lord a shout, a praise, for he is good. Woo! Crowning my life with goodness. Hallelujah! Ha 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 ha! Ha 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 ha! Woo! Man, seba garela da there are earmarks of a champion. A champion is one who goes through life with his head up and his shoulders back. A champion is one who personifies strength and confidence and courage. Walk in this life As who you are. You are my children. And you are my champions. (laughs) Stop allowing the failures and the defeats of the past to pull you down and to hold you on that lower place things of the past should be forgotten. Let go. Forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark. There's a mark and there's a prize that we should be pressing for. And that mark and that prize is to have our lives crowned with goodness. There's There's somebody in here. You have been bombarded with the lies of the devil. He has told you that you are a failure. That nothing good can ever come to you. If you've repented, you need to receive the forgiveness of the Lord. You need to let it drop and you need to position yourself for victory. There's another group of people in here that 2012 was a difficult year and you suffered some great losses. You feel like that even spiritually you took some steps Backwards. But the Spirit of God is saying, I will restore. Rise back up. Get in the game of life again. Oh, begin to be fiercely confident. In my love for you and in my Padresoto, in my power and my ability. And you will see restoration. You will see that I can and I will restore and make better than before. Oh, receive. Who is that? Is the Lord speaking to anybody about that? Come on down here. If that spoke to you the part about three stombakata some losses in 2012 and de bondre stobakandata and god ibrosebegonda he's a bengro stebelindo rimasombaka he is the god that restores everybody say restore restore, restore restore hallelujah he restores and he makes better than before thank you father that you are every one of these precious ones you are bringing restoration if you need to forgive somebody make sure that you forgive them make sure that you release that right now if you haven't already release that person, don't tabaka, don't let that person stand between you and your victory, you and your restoration. oh, I thank you, Father, right now, haha, Betty Dusoba. woo, the anointing, the anointing to helper, the anointing to helper her yeah, yeah, just the beginning of your restoration there's imakanta. there's more in store, woo, hallelujah crowning you, crowning you crowning you with his goodness hallelujah, thank you Lord for the anointing hallelujah, yeah, yeah, all of it all of it, all of it and more besides more besides, more besides more besides yeah receive that anointing ha <laughs> ha oh, I know you do lord. I know you're subkuru abundance 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 <laughs> Woo! thank you lord <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah did you receive the word of God tonight? How many of you believe it, that God is crowning your year with goodness? Hallelujah. We started out with a shout. I think we ought to begin to just shout and praise the Lord once again. He's crowning our year with goodness. Goodness. Ha, 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 ha.